2: Searching for something To put a smile back on your face Just remember in unusual times It can come from an unusual place You need a partner for the ride Cause everybody needs a guide So set your worries to the side Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience.
3: Do you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you?
4: Jess, uh, you know, we just hit like 300 podcasts.
3: Yeah, we just did that.
4: Yeah, it was great. Phenomenal. But I do want you to know that we have to do some reshoots. (laughs) <laughs> so i want us to record things re-record a mm-hmm. couple of episodes
3: okay which ones
4: uh i would like to re-record um which island
3: no that yeah. one's a great one no it has so many issues
4: so many issues <laughs> i think that we need to re reshoot it so Yeah, and this time you're going to host
3: it, right? You're going to be the one who intros it and everything. I'll
4: host it, but I need Mm. you. I need you to be present for this and don't act Mm. out. I never act out. I don't know what you're talking about. Me dramatic?
3: Never in my life have I been accused of being dramatic.
4: Yeah, I just need you to wait a minute. You said that you weren't dramatic. I know. I just said that. I feel like that was a a sarcastic.
3: Oh. I mean, I want third. the listeners because we've had this discussion offline of like, oh, gosh, the more dramatic. Do I, And stop that because I think people would say that you might be more Who's, dramatic.
4: Okay. Oh, my God. We haven't done one of these like messy polls. We haven't. No, it's so more like, long. Who's the most dramatic?
3: But is it better to do am I dramatic? Because if it's that that way, it's not as like it's not as much of a race. I guess.
4: I mean, I love these messy ass Okay, then do it.
3: Who's more dramatic? Sarah or Jess? We'll
4: see what people I wanna know what the listeners
3: think because they don't know us like in our day to day interactions. They know us
4: in our day to day.
3: That was, that was like, was like Boyer Rose levels of dramatic. <laughs> I'm <laughs>
4: know okay, so I'm unwell RG today. To be honest with you. I'm yeah, little, are you unwell. run down
3: today, Sarah? I'm run down. You run down. What's I am run down. Is it the T Swift combined with the vacation that has run you down?
4: Yeah, I'm not. I'm just not feeling so well. Well, Can probably you... also the children. Do I sound less, like so sexy?
3: Um, you sound a little bit like you just woke up.
4: I yeah, I know, but.
3: That's what you sound like. Kinda
4: I mean, in the last hour. I mean, kinda. I don't sound
3: great either. The pollen is
4: hitting. now you hard. sound normal to me.
3: To me, I can I can hear it, but the pollen is hitting hard. Did I tell you I got my car washed the other day?
4: No, wow. it was very
3: exciting. This is dumb,
4: but okay, just prepare yourself. Were you in the car wash? Yes, or did you have to sit out of the car wash. No,
3: I don't want to go to those ones because that's not it's, you're not paying for the experience in that, you know? No? Okay. Like, okay. part of the <laughs> Sarah right. just put her head in her hands. <laughs> part of the fun of the car wash is the yeah. experience and people will say i don't get out much to which i say i agree with you i don't get out much.
4: i i okay so like but. yeah like another smidge of a caveat like i was in florida and i did get some sun and like i can't tan but the comparison between me and you today is oh, alarming. I look like a sheet of paper you're starting to look a little sickly
3: i don't look sick I just look like a sheet of paper because I wear sunscreen. I do. I am too. a pale person. Blame my parents. I'm pale too. Yeah. Well, I don't purposefully get sunburned because it's terrible okay. for your skin. Okay, anyway, sure can I, I get back good. to my car wash story that you just like completely interrupted? My apologies. Um, So we were out grabbing lunch and I was like, you know what? My car is green from the pollen. Yeah. Let's go to the car wash. And Will's like, oh, is it that he asked the same question? Is it the one that you like have to do yourself or even you the car or are you outside the car? And I was like, I'm not going to a car wash where I'm not in the car. That is the experience. It was so exciting. I felt like a kid again. It's also kind of claustrophobic, but it's kind of that's the thrill, you know?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sarah's like, absolutely not. What else? <laughs> that was is it. Is anything else to the story besides the fact that you went through the car wash and it was fun?
3: Um. The guy was, like, really nice. The guy who ran it. That was okay.
4: was
3: <laughs> And my car's dirty, like, two days later because of the pollen. Okay, okay.
4: Okay. So it's very Did upsetting. you get any inside spritzes? Spritz it? No, my windows were closed. What no. a kind of monster leaves the windows open? No, when they. they the <laughs> okay. Whenever I go to the car wash, they vacuum the inside, but then they also spritz it with your choice of scent. Oh. <gasps> Oh, no. Whatever that one was, I didn't
3: pay for it. That's crazy. Right, so apparently they you're backing telling me about the, the cheapest
4: service.
3: Yes, I did. I told you that. It was just the drive through kind. It wasn't like they didn't detail the inside, which I do need because of Winston.
4: All right. So basically you got the poor bitch car wash yeah. and it's dirty again. How yeah, much did that cost you? 19.99.
3: I don't know. Actually, $15 or so.
4: The money it does not matter as long as this, the experience is there. It
3: was a great experience, and I wish it went on longer, but I'm not. It was great. I loved it. People are leaving already. This is five
4: minutes. Yeah, because this podcast. is a boring story. It's not a boring
3: story. Go get your it, car washed. It's a boring like. story.
4: It's a boring episode.
3: It is a boring episode. We're talking day out of days, season six, episode 11. I feel like partly in this story, they yeah. like they really are trying to like, okay, first of all, CJ was a dick last episode and now all of a sudden we're supposed to be okay with him again. And I'm just very confused by that.
4: See, Yeah. I mean, I don't understand. I, I think that that's the issue with everybody. Like every single character is confusing the shit out of me. Like, I don't know what's going on. And I think that they're trying to, like, they're trying to make moves like, well, yeah Dawson's but it's Creek like, what are we doing? Is in hospice. We are making moves for it to end its life, and we have to make sure it's comfortable. So, we got to make sure that Pacey goes back to old Pacey. We need to make sure yes. that Joey is not like an annoying hoe. Like, yeah, we, we have to, to break sure... up
3: Joey and uh, Oliver Hudson. Exactly.
4: And, yeah. Dawson has to get back into his love for filmmaking. Like, we're You're making... right. This is the course we're... correction. Yeah, like we're resetting. So, if, but if you didn't treat your characters like fucking morons and aliens, like from <laughs> out of this world, <laughs> then you wouldn't have to do this. That's the truth. I don't know why it's cracking me up so much that (laughs) aliens (laughs) from another world.
3: Yeah, you're so right. You know what? I feel like you're spot on. I feel like you've tapped in to the brains of the creators and know exactly what they're fucking up to. Yeah. Um,
4: Yeah. We have to do a factory reset.
3: uh, Yes. We are completely wiping our phones and brains clean of Dawson's Creek and resetting things because like- On one hand, they really are like, oh, don't like let's forget that CJ was a dick. We like him now. Oh, but also let's not forget that PC once was this like creative guy who like was even referenced the Hawaiian shirt.
4: They did. They brought the Hawaiian shirt back, Sarah. I don't understand. It's like, okay, if you didn't want him to be like a corporate sellout, then like why did you go down this road? Yeah, seriously. I mean,
3: it was that's the thing you it's funny because it's like they are looking at oh i'm trying to think of how to explain this it's like they're looking at the past like 10 episodes that they wrote and are like wait a minute who wrote these this isn't
4: right <laughs> we have to fix this yeah it's like let's what kind back of to what broke
3: the show oh wait now we need to fix it yeah it doesn't you did this <laughs> you did this awesome did um this. but let's let's dive into this episode uh season six episode 11 day out of days um Dawson is back in um so wait so they're at the film set and apparently they're all done everything is done Todd makes a speech everyone claps everyone's happy they finished principal photography um and uh Natasha and Dawson are getting into it it's like I thought they were done I thought this was like an over thing and Natasha is getting so like little snippy because i guess dawson wrote todd's speech for him
4: yeah i mean they're a little frosty towards one another and the last time we saw them it was christmas and natasha was telling dawson that they um that they're over like that they were oh never supposed to be serious it's supposed to be fling and then i guess they came back to work after new year And i think what natasha's mad about is that Dawson has been frosting her out ever since the breakup since they came back to set yeah and I think Dawson is just like giving himself space from the situation because I think that he got hurt so I think like they're mad at each other because I think that Natasha expected Dawson to just be cool about it and respective, like understandably he's like i am not cool with it. i need time like yeah i need to separate myself with you and natasha she's natasha
3: like, is just like one of those cats that likes to play with her food before she eats it, oh you know
4: absolutely yeah mm-hmm. she's definitely a cat oh wait hold on quick, quick 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 quick
3: yes yes
4: dawson's creek characters as cats and or dogs and what breed they are oh
3: interesting interesting yeah yeah because like i feel like
4: dawson does have like golden lab energy but he's probably a cat
3: well okay dawson is like a, like Dawson is like a cocker spaniel Who gets like like separation anxiety When you leave him home alone
4: <laughs> Okay so but he's still golden Right he's like one of those golden Yeah cocker he's spaniels. like the
3: yeah, yeah exactly Yes yep yep And um, I don't and think then, that they're
4: like that smart cocker spaniels But like enough um, to get by
3: No enough to get by Um, I would say Pacey is certainly something that is like a, like a Labrador retriever. He's
4: slobbery. He's a slobbery dog.
3: Oh, what about, uh, but Newfies aren't. those big like
4: jowls.
3: Okay. He could be a Newfoundland because they're cute. They're cuddly. They're like a little bit like slower to move around, but they like, they love real hard.
4: Yeah. Great. That
3: tracks. Joey feels like a cat.
4: Is Joey a cat? I think so all right like a black very cat. fickle
3: um i don't i think she wants to be a black cat but, but she's really, like a tortoiseshell yes exactly
4: yeah i've um, heard that all tortoiseshells are just spicy
3: what do you think about jen being the black cat jen's the black cat i think that makes sense her, her dark math past she has yeah. to be a black cat yeah um jack jack what if jack is a jack
4: russell terrier <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i just think that whatever he is he's just like a pretty dog oh okay
3: yeah yeah it's he's like really everyone is always dog. like oh. what if he's like a no because he's not as like energetic as a husky is but like those dogs poodle. that
4: always get compliments like a, a poodle? poodle but those big tall poodles they're oh, like, actually really smart they're extremely smart and they're also like very put together
3: what about audrey
4: oh audrey's definitely a dog
3: Audrey, Audrey feels like a, like similar to like a shih tzu. She feels yeah, like a lap she be dog. A shih tzu? I think she would be a lap dog. So yeah, I'm like just wanting the love.
4: Audrey she just wants the love and to no to one wants to, wants
3: to give it to her. And
4: nobody wants to give it to her. Oh, this is she sad. just is a companion dog. This yeah. She kind of, I can see her looking like bell. Yeah. Bit.
3: Sarah's dog bell. Yeah.
4: Yeah. My dog bell. Um, Cause I feel that... like I look like bell <laughs> in my head. <laughs> Um, all right. Anyway, anybody else? Um, uh, I mean, I Andy's so. been, creep been long gone. Andy, 20...
3: Andy, Andy tries, or Andy's a border collie.
0: Border Is collies she... are
3: extremely smart and energetic and oh, like yeah. love to have a good time. That's Andy.
4: Okay. That was fun. What a fun exercise.
3: I love talking dog breeds. I will talk dog breeds all day long. It is one of those things that I know a weird about, like a weird amount yeah. about.
4: Yeah. Um, you were definitely one of those kids that, you know, researched every single dog breed. I
3: had – I literally would go you to the bookstore the book. and buy dog breed books. Yeah. Yeah. Right, anyway. That's very cute. Um, Joey is – Oh, so desperate.
4: <laughs> She's like calling Oliver Hudson nonstop. And also, by the way, like why do we have title cards of the days? What's the point? I I feel like it's supposed to be like, oh, this is a whole week or something. But
3: like, and it's called Day Out of Days. So they, they were really trying something with this episode. It did not work for me.
4: Yeah, trying but not succeeding for sure all right so she's desperate to get to oliver hudson he's been ghosting her i guess once again since christmas mm-hmm. um and she doesn't really know what's going on with that and it's kind of weird because like she's like you know i didn't think that christmas was that bad like why i i i understand that it was like you know such yeah. like, an awkward situation but i thought that you can give me a call Obviously, he doesn't work at Hell's Kitchen anymore, so it's not like right. she can see him at work. Um, I, I don't know what's going on with Oliver Hudson. We can speculate throughout the episode, but it's a little strange that he just ghosted her.
3: Yeah, it, it feels like, okay, like you were saying, we're hitting a factory reset button and like we're wiping the slate clean. Joey can't have a love interest right now. So we need to figure out a way to just yeah. poof, Eddie gone. And that's what they decided to do, I guess. Just
4: ghost. Like we're yeah. just going to have Joey get ghosted.
3: Modern The, like, the, the previous day ghosting, not modern yeah. day ghosting.
4: But this is what olden yeah. times ghosting looked, looked olden like. Olden times ghosting. And then a character that I never expected to see Ever again pops up, which is annoying mean professor's daughter. Yeah. Like, Harley. Harley, 16-year-old girl. What is she doing here? She
3: is just like skipping school. She, oh, yeah, she is, moved to
4: Boston. She
3: moved she lives here now. Yeah. Um, and uh and yeah, it's just like one of those things where she's cutting class, she was on a she was on a field trip and she decided she wanted to ditch. Um, and apparently the reason that she is living with her father is because her mother is like moved to Bangladesh or something like that. Oh. And so that's why she's stuck with her dad. Um, but, and of course, Harley was like, I wanted to see Eddie.
4: <laughs> yeah. I want to see the hot guy at the bar with that one night that I had a decent time here. And yeah. she says that he owes her a root beer float, which is true.
3: Yeah. She he left does. too early last time for it. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, Joey's like, okay, but then you have to, like, I'll make you root your float, but then you're going back to school because, like, this is no place for children. Um, and then... For the first time, I mean, we're we've been in Boston, but yeah. we're finally visiting the Boston Aquarium.
4: Yeah, which apparently Pacey goes to every single day on his lunch hour. Who knew? Who knew? Mm-hmm. I did not realize that Pacey was such a fish enthusiast.
3: I mean, I guess it makes sense because he was a big boat guy. So, like, oh yeah, that
4: does that does make sense, right? It yeah. kind of tracks, and he, I guess, he as, as much. you, but can, make it just it, you feels, can make it make sense. It feels a little like out of place. Like I'm a little confused.
3: Yeah, but he walks in and of course who's there but
4: Emma, which she is weird as well. It's like what yeah. are the odds? Girl, what are you doing here?
3: So she's like drawing on a notepad, listening to some music. Um, and they sit down and they have they have a little chat. So Pacey yeah. says, like you said, he comes here every lunch hour. Um, just to like walk around and emma says oh i just kill time until one and peace hmm. like what happens at one like i'm so intrigued i must yeah. know i'm like is there not a sign somewhere that says what happens at one you know what i mean like
4: what yeah what what does happen at one
3: oh literally all it is it's that they feed the fish
4: it's oh, very ex- exciting exciting stuff okay so this is what i think is going down obviously emma's developing a crush on pacey right Mm -hmm. like they're developing a crush on each other i guess pacey opens up his credit card statement his mail leaves it on the dining room table like emma is not trying to but she's like cutting up an apple on the table and like just glances over and notices that on his credit card statement it says boston aquarium And like yearly, yearly pass at the Boston Aquarium. like She didn't mean to. She's not trying to spy, you know, she just sees it. And then she's like, "Okay, Pacey goes to the Boston Aquarium. Like, what are the odds? Like, so interesting. I am going to go to the Boston Aquarium
1: Mm. and wait until
4: Pacey shows up in what she does at 12 o'clock noon.
3: Interesting. So this is all one big ruse.
4: Yeah, so that Emma could be like, we have so much in common. We both like fish. We both go to Boston Aquarium. We, you know, I feel like, you know, you can easily manipulate an orchestra.
3: This is fair. This is fair. It's not that difficult to figure this out. Um, So they talk about, like, staying until one. And then, of course, he has to leave because it's already 1245. Um, Then... All of a sudden we're at the helpline, which is like the place where uh, that CJ kind of runs and Jen is there and she is talking on the phone um, and she like is doing a, a fake phone call. She's practicing and yeah, they're
4: similar simulating. Yeah. An emergency phone Uh call.
3: she says, Well, of course it sucks. That's why they call it life. And what is it really under that an endless series of mind-numbing days, one on top of another? Alienation, despair. These are the natural byproducts of living in a mechanized society. Jen, this is very depressing, girl. Like yeah, you're not I mean, making that's me Jen. feel any better.
4: That's Jen, but like the,
3: well, She's like the black cat.
4: She, she used to be good at this. Well, she Sarah, I know the problem what they factory reset her she's not on a dock
3: how is she supposed to give good advice without the dock
4: Right, right 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 of course of course we need a beach setting or like a you know what she should
3: do you know those like plastic thingy jigs that you put under your desk when you're on a rug to let your chair move around more freely
4: of course yeah get
3: wooden planks
4: instead to simulate a dock That'll make her feel better. But she also did yeah. a good job when she was on the radio show. Oh, that's
3: true. But uh, she's she you had, know, it's just like, CJ's presence.
4: Maybe, but maybe she had like a little snow globe that was from Cape Side, and she's like, Oh, oh
3: like, there I remember
4: go. I used to be good at this. Yeah. So yeah, CJ's coaching her and is like, you're doing a god awful job. Like yeah. really, really bad.
3: Yeah, he's he's been doing this for two years um and uh and she's getting a little snarky with him about the whole Audrey thing Mm -hmm. and he's like you know what like come back tomorrow or don't come back whatever you decide make it about you not about me and I'm just like how are these two even having a call I thought we were done with CJ like no we're not he's back we're actually like seeing him and I guess excuse me um like I don't like forgiving him. I, he just seemed like such an asshole last episode that like, why are we yeah. giving him the time of day this episode?
4: I don't know. Why are we giving Harley the time of day? Why are we still on the mean professor that gave Joey a D? Why yeah. are we doing any of this stuff? We I don't just know. Really like to waste our time. Why are we doing a podcast about Dawson's Creek when there's no Creek? <laughs> and there's barely any Dawson. Like there's, there's a barely lot Dawson. Of yeah. Mysteries in this yeah. world
3: yeah um so then we go to the health clinic i have to be honest sarah
4: this storyline had me very confused i once again think that they were really trying to preach safe sex get tested um amazing spectacular but like did they even did they even explain anything so like they didn't explain what was even
3: going on
4: i think okay so um what's his name david david David, is like you know what like have you ever gotten tested you really should like i get tested every week because i'm a counselor and i want people to do so and jack's never been tested before and he had his like ho bro era and he really should get tested everybody should get tested even if you you know have only had like one active partner It's still good to get tested whatever and jack is really nervous cuz he's never done it before it kind of reminds me of that sex and the city episode where um <clears throat> where samantha really wants to have sex with this guy that's like known to be like the best lay in the city and yes. he's like i won't do it unless we both get tested and she has to go get tested and everyone's like you've never gone tested before samantha like you have a lot of uh sex and she gets Goes to the clinic and gets like very nervous. I love that episode because, like, she faints because she's so like scared. And they're because she, the whole thing was like, you just don't want to get called into the little room. If you get called into the little room, you know you're fucked. And she got called into the little room and then she started like having an anxiety attack. But yes, they just called her into the little room because they want to tell her to like practice safe
3: sex. I- i have visceral memories of that episode because i remember her fainting because they're like
4: not the little room not the little room (laughs) yeah so i feel like that's like our version here of the little room but i also don't think that sex and city did a good job of being like you know samantha like if you're having all these partners you really need to practice safe sex and like i don't think we got here
3: no, it that's that's why I was a little thrown because I I was like the whole time I was like I'm fairly certain I understand what's going on, but they never really make it explicit. Like we no. could tell they're in like a health sort of facility by yeah. like the we, you know, we know what the woman wearing scrubs, like we know what a doctor's office looks like. Um, and so like Jack is super, super nervous about everything. No. David's talking about, oh, it's so easy, it's no big deal. They're gonna ask about like high risk behavior, blah, blah, blah. And Jack is like very, very nervous about this yeah, whole thing. He's nervous,
4: but I also think that like he's nervous to explain to David why he's so nervous. Exa- because, because he's
3: had so many partners more recently. He's
4: had a lot of partners in his yeah. Hobro area era. And he doesn't want to explain to David, like, you know, I really got around, and I've had yeah. a lot of partners and you know, I've been single for a very long time, but like I'm committed to you. So he doesn't I think, want like, to
3: be slut shamed. That's the easy answer. Yeah,
4: you know. Yeah. So I, I I understand like because I understand context clues and I'm an intelligent young lady. Mm-hmm. I understand like what they're doing, but they didn't like explicitly say it. So I don't know.
3: Yeah, I I it was just like a little bit strange. Um, but jackets called in. Um, then we're left in we're in we're in Hollywood, baby, and it's um, Dawson and Todd and the executives are talking about the movie mm-hmm. uh, and he calls it blindingly
4: dull, achingly yeah.
3: dull, mind numbingly
4: dull. Right. So they um, basically you show your screeners to a pre-audience who then give their feedback back. Yeah. And the producers or the executives are reading back the feedback from the audience who mm-hmm. don't like the movie. So this yeah. is where it leads to, we need to do reshoots and yes. Todd gets mouthy cause he doesn't want to do reshoots.
3: Yeah, of course he, he gets very snarky. This is not like news to anybody that he has a bit of an attitude, especially with the executives. He's like, I'm going to smoke in the room, which I guess maybe it was legal back then. Um, and uh and dawson basically does decide- this move from dawson is so dumb <laughs> so he's like dawson i need a light and dawson's like oh i'll go get one i'll be right back and he goes into the hallway and he calls todd from the hallway and todd picks up his phone in the middle of this business meeting and i'm like this feels like also unprofessional <laughs>
4: They're all very unprofessional, but yeah, I I I think that there's I don't know if I was Dawson, I would, you know, touch his shoulder, lean in, say sidebar, and say like, can we be excused for five minutes?
3: Yeah, that's exact. I was thinking the same exact thing. There's other ways to like get out of this situation. And be like, oh, Todd, let's go to you and me talk about this for a second or yeah, because it's- Todd, I forgot to mention something to you before we came in here. I don't know. There's like so many ways to do it. That's not this.
4: Yeah, because it's Dawson's job to keep Todd not like calm. Yeah. And I don't think it's unreasonable to sidebar and just be like, look, like, let's hear them out. Right. You know, we have to get this over the finish line. It's going to be OK. Blah, 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 blah
3: yeah and todd instead um decides that the best move is to just get up and
4: leave yeah he's Uh, like fuck you i don't need you i don't need your reshoots yeah try to finish this movie without me suckers he just puts everybody in a really bad situation
3: yep it's so bad and of course of course dawson realizes this he's like what are you doing and uh, Todd's like, no, I totally did this on purpose. Like, we're the ones in charge. We're the ones who make the decision. And Dawson's like, yeah, but I don't understand how like Dawson has to teach Todd these things. This is where I feel like the show is really like, okay, Dawson's your hero. We love Dawson. Like, Dawson's very smart. Dawson knows the movie business. Yeah. Dawson's like, it's their money. Like, we have to be calm. We have to be like totally calm about this because they're gonna get someone else to do it if we're not and they're that person is gonna ruin the movie because they don't know it like we do um and uh and todd is just kind of like over it he's like a prima donna he's just done he doesn't care
4: yeah uh essentially that is what happens i mean i <sighs> it's so dumb the storyline how it pans out it's really unbelievable it doesn't
3: make any sense it's so stupid and like fabricated where um the executives so they get back in the office and they're like listen we this is so stupid we're like we need three days on a soundstage Mm -hmm. in la very minimal budget they have to come up with a completely new ending
4: which will only take three days okay apparently apparently
3: Um, and, uh, and he's like, but I think, you know, she seems very confident that you can pull it off. So how do you feel? And, uh, Todd is not pleased. He's just like, you know what? No. See you later. And he leaves.
4: Yeah. Bye suckas.
3: Like, I don't understand this. I understand we're supposed to like, believe Todd is like over the top and everything, which he very much is. But what I don't get is how we were expected to believe that this is a real true person that like exists. That like he would be willing to throw months and months, if not years, of hard work down the drain over okay. a couple
4: of reshoots.
3: Mm-hmm. You feel like this person exists?
4: Okay. I Okay. I'm going to sound like so stupid because I don't know anything about DC movies. But mm-hmm. isn't there that guy – that like films like Schneider or whatever. And like, didn't they come um, out later with like a Schneider cut? Oh, um, there and is a. Yeah, there's like a. Did he get cut. like fired in mid? Like, I feel like in the Marvel or DC universe, something like this had happened where the director I mean, got fired halfway through and they had to do some reshoots and it became something else.
3: I guess that's fair but like Todd is not a big name which is why I'm like it's unbelievable to me that he would just give up this opportunity cuz he is not like a big name in DC movies or you know sure. Marvel movies or something
4: so what if he quits now and then you know Dawson takes over and becomes the director of the movie then does Todd's name get wiped out and they just no, say Todd's that Dawson name is- Todd's name is Direct on it, movie? but I
3: assume that, like, Dawson's is also on it or something. I don't know. And maybe Todd loses out on some money. I don't know.
4: Who the fuck knows? So it's Wednesday now because we need to know the days. We need Thank to know you. the day. Okay. Yeah. And Joey's in class. We learned that Joey, surprisingly, came back to this professor's class, which just like, once again why, unbelievable because- Unless she's retaking the same class to wipe out the D, then I don't, I don't understand why she would take another class by him. Uh, So she goes to him and she's like, hi, dude, I just want to let you know that your daughter, your 16 year old daughter came into the bar, cut class, and is seemingly acting out and he goes, mind your own fucking business fuck you professor i'm just telling you what's going on with your fucking daughter why probably minutes away from jumping slipping on you know seaguck and falling off the edge of the fucking thing i've seen shit happen abby morgan is a real thing so um i don't understand why he gets so aggro for being like don't you dare tell me what's going on with my daughter it's like uh, don't he you gets very, know? he gets very defensive
3: like oh you're saying i'm a bad father and she's just like no i'm just telling you your fucking daughter is in a bar like maybe you want to know like seriously fuck this guy fuck his daughter if i'm joey i see the kid in the bar i'm not even blinking twice anymore
4: just fuck the whole what, situation like, kick her out she's actually 15
3: whatever who cares kick her out sure why yeah. not yeah. It's just like, like I'm not wasting my fucking breath on this man or his dumb kid anymore.
4: No, he's so rude, and she, Joey's literally just trying to help him, and it has nothing yep. to do with, you know, it's she's not trying to make him feel bad or tell him that she's a bad. He, she is just doing the responsible thing and keeping this guy in the know. Yeah, exactly. Ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. It is. It's dumb. Um, um, let's go yeah. flash over to, uh, this, the, the aquarium. We're
3: back in the aquarium.
4: I guess these two are just getting to know each other.
3: Yeah. They're just walking around the aquarium, just like chatting. This does um, look like a nice aquarium. Boston aquarium is very pretty. Yeah. I've been, it's really nice. Um, and, uh, they start talking about like, uh, Emma had piano lessons when she was a kid And like, uh, Emma had a lot of fish, which is why she likes the aquarium. So Emma asks like, well, why are you here every day? And Pacey says it's a window into the person that he used to be. Now I will say as much as this episode feels like a big fat nothingness, um, I did like that. We're at least recognizing this is the heel turn, right? This is the factory reset that we're reminding everybody. No, Pacey used to be a different guy. He used to be on boats all the time. He used to like fish um and uh and yeah it's very interesting because he says oh like i'm not the conservative person that you think i am um and uh and it's really interesting because he's she's like listen i don't believe you in order for you to uh prove this to me you have to call out sick the rest of the day wow
4: really sticking it to the man
3: yeah, he does. He calls and he goes, the, uh, uh, I'm sick. Uh,
4: uh. Just like me.
3: Yeah. Just like, just like you. Sounds just like you. And that was how he proved that he was. <laughs> that was how he proved that he was a cool guy. Also, the yeah. cell phone in this scene really cracks me up because it has one of those antennas that you pull
4: out. Bring back the antenna.
3: Absolutely not. No. Why? Bring it back. Why would you want the antenna back?
4: It's kind of cool.
3: It's not cool. No. I feel like the people will be with me on this one. It's not cool. <laughs> Sarah's just staring at
4: me. <laughs> anyway, I disassociated from my body.
3: Uh, really? Where were you?
4: <clears throat> I was thinking about the, uh, the show Platonic instead.
3: What? <laughs> Sarah, because... that's a totally different podcast.
4: No, I know. Because uh, Seth <sighs> Rogen had this phone case. That it was like an old-timey phone like that. It had an antenna. Oh, I and remember it that. And I was like, "What are the odds I would say the word antenna two days in a row?
3: Um, I guess antenna is a weird one to be saying so many times.
4: Yeah, so I was just thinking about antennas in general. Just like This aliens. is how boring this episode is. Aliens like literally no one cares. An antenna.
3: What happens? What has an antenna?
4: I don't know. Anyway, okay. we're back at therapy club or whatever it is. Therapy? It's called the helpline. The helpline. And Jen is suffering because it's too hard. And I think like CJ might have like a lot of restrictions. And maybe that's why. Like Jen can't really just like go and be her own self with the helpline. Like I think that there's a lot of rules, understandably so, because you know, you're taking on a very big responsibility. People are calling in their most vulnerable moments. So like I understand that there's probably a lot of guidelines and checklists that you have to follow because your job is to essentially help somebody stay alive so.
3: Right and, I and think the that... other issue is like freaking CJ keeps calling her hostile and it's yeah. like of course she's fucking hostile she's around this fucking dick face yeah. that she can't stand like that's where the hostility is coming from not in her like therapeutic um, you know procedures yeah it's... maybe
4: if CJ wasn't like up her ass maybe that's she would saying. be doing a better job
3: yeah exactly um so she's getting frustrated with everything uh and of course david and cj are like joking about her um but this is when jack comes in and gosh i have to say because we haven't talked a ton about it i love david and jack together i think they're so freaking cute yeah
4: david and jack are great i have like i think that david is the most normal person that we've ever had on this show Yeah, just I I love him, but nice and sweet and smart, yeah, caring. I and funny, like, I love David, and I think that he's a really good match for Jack. I can't wait till he fucks it up.
3: (laughs) But wait, well, we already get a little bit of an awkward moment. Because Jen drops the boyfriend word and they haven't DTR'd. She's like, oh, you can't loan me your boyfriend for an hour. Wait a minute, is he your boyfriend? Have you guys kissed? Did I miss everything? And they're they both just look at each other like it's so awkward. And so have they, they kissed? Leave. They haven't kissed yet. No, it happens this episode. When? later <laughs> I don't ma'am did you watch that. the episode I I you are like know. you fully disassociated the entire episode it was so i boring. don't know
4: when did they i don't remember them kissing they i don't kiss. know you'll I see i don't know um, the, 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 okay so the interesting thing about this episode really truly is that every single thing should be interesting like should be but isn't uh
3: yeah i mean yeah yeah, yeah. It should yeah, be interesting. Whatever. And it's not. Yeah. Um. So then the, Dawson has, has a plan. So he goes back into the Hollywood office, immediately drops all these papers, which is like, okay, everyone wants to know where the heck Todd is Dawson's making excuses. And he's like, well, um, he didn't even know that I set this meeting up. So, yeah. and also, can I just say, can I just say, Dawson is wearing jeans to this meeting. And that feels like a mistake. I feel like he should be looking a little bit more professional.
4: Like a suit or if you're doing the jeans look. Like, I don't mind doing some sort of buttoned up shirt with jeans. But, yeah, like, let's elevate it a little bit. Or he is wearing a buttoned up shirt. Okay. New plan. Blazer with jeans. Love that.
3: Blazer with jeans is much preferable to what he's Best of both
4: worlds. Yeah. Yeah. So he admits that Todd's going to be a no-show. He's acting out. And they say, Dawson has the dropsies in this scene. Yeah, he, he drops drinking, everything. Yeah, Fiji water.
3: He loves Fiji water. He's drinking Fiji
4: water. Um, which is not pulling spring, by the way. It's not as good. Of course not. So we're still okay. looking for that
3: sponsorship.
4: <laughs> Long story short, they're like, we need to find a new director, and Dawson, you're hired. Which is so stupid. This is a
3: child. Like it's so
4: unbelievable they, that they would be like, okay, Dawson, like take on this whole entire production. It makes
3: zero percent. Ch- it, it, it makes zero percent chance. Oh my god! It makes no sense. That they would be like, hey, you nobody. That is your, the director's assistant. Here, take yeah. our money and do the reshoots. There's no chance they're putting their faith in this nobody.
4: Yeah. Yeah, but they do. They do. And I guess, like, the reasoning is that, like, he's very close to the director. He's probably very cheap. Um, and they can pay
3: him next to nothing. But I feel like at this part, like, you already have so much money invested in this. Like, don't you want to finish it off?
4: strong well their point is that like he knows the crew he knows all the vendors he you know is very close to the project it makes sense but he was just an assistant to the director that's
3: what i'm saying he's he has no experience so for them to want to like put their faith in him to me doesn't make a whole lot of sense but here we are hitting factory reset it's totally fine Hey, Sarah, I know you've been really into reading lately and
4: you've gotten me into it as well. Yeah, well, you know what? Book of the Month made it really easy because Book of the Month offers just a few new selections every month, saving readers the hassle of figuring out what to read. One of the biggest deterrents for me is that like when I go to the library, there's like thousands and thousands of books and I'm like, I I I don't even know what to pick. Yeah, I'm
3: I'm with you. They focus on new and emerging authors, which means these are books that we probably wouldn't have found out about otherwise, which is super nice.
4: Yeah. And we also um, I love having a really aesthetic bookshelf and the the books that we got, it was like beautiful, high quality hardcover books, plus free shipping, which came really
3: quickly. Love free shipping. Uh, You and I both chose The Return of Ellie Black by Amiko Jean, which is a thriller about a missing girl. And I honestly, I really I really couldn't put it down. I think I read it in about a 48 hour time period. It had twists. It had turns. Kept me guessing the entire way through up until the very last page. (laughs) So tell me what you liked about the book then. Yeah. Uh, it was it was really good, and I'm excited to dive into the other book that I have. Um, but the great thing is, Sarah, is that listeners can sign up for Book of the Month to discover new emerging authors by going to bookofthemonth.com and using code Petals for just $5. Wow. What a deal. Check out Book of the Month Club for all of your reading needs. Yeah, seriously. Every month you could get a new group of books that you just, you know, fall in love with. So go to bookofthemonth.com and use code Petals for just $5 and enjoy reading.
0: The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what Hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials.
3: So, yeah, so then, then suddenly (laughs) this fucking episode is all over the place. We're at the beach and Audrey is hanging out with Jack Osborne again, which
4: was so weird. I'm I'm like, like, why is he back? Why is he back? Where is she? She's all the way in California. and, And and she decides that, like, she wants to have a meeting with Dawson to try to, like, get back in the friend group i don't know what's happening
3: it doesn't make any sense Um, yeah i love how Jack
4: as osborne is like your friends fucking suck and they're judgy
3: i mean he's not lying he's not wrong he's not wrong um and audrey says that she is broke uh and she says she's not on drugs um, but, uh, but then this is where Dawson is going to show up and Audrey's like, oh,
4: I'm on like thin ice. Like, stop talking about drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to make sure that when Dawson comes over, I need to be like cool and relaxed. So please talk about something like, I don't know, uh, flowers, like something like, oh, the sand in the beach, like Loki, key, Loki, key. everything has to be Loki. So <laughs> Audrey is calls Dawson over and starts apologizing for essentially being like hi I'm sorry I drove Pacey's car into your house can you forgive me I really want to be part of the friend group again I don't like being ostracized I'm not on any substance I promise and of course Dawson's like very forgiving
3: yeah it's really interesting because like the only reason she called him is because she, like, wants back in the, the friend group, right? Like, she kind of had slipped her mind for a second that she, like, completely destroyed his mother's house with a car. But okay. Um, and, yeah, she she hasn't been in school. School's back, but she hasn't been going. She wasn't ready to, like, face all the judgment. But now she is ready. And, like, this feels true to Audrey where, like, her main concern is Dawson being, like, mad at her
4: oh my Um, god so relatable oh my gosh like just putting like for me anyway just putting my own future like school and health and more so focused on if like people are mad at you or if people have issues with you or like if she does go back to school she's not worried mm -hmm. about school itself she's worried like am I going to still have like my friends or does everybody hate me it's like so sadly relatable for me
3: yeah yeah um that's I totally agree and it's like (sighs) so apparently he he is like I love how he doesn't even give her any sort of like a lecture on the stupidity of driving while you're on drugs and drinking instead he's like it is so dumb to get into car into a car with strangers that you don't know and I'm like I mean he I I like this from Dawson I like this look from Dawson where he's not being judgmental but he is being like hey you're my friend what you did was like really scary and it could have been really bad so like just Mm -hmm. don't do that okay um and uh and yeah I I like this from Dawson he doesn't really express a lot of judgment even though again Audrey did like ruin his house um so I I I like there's
4: home insurance so is it that bad
3: I mean, it's still very bad, but it's um <laughs> uh they can repair it. And and yeah, it seems to be like they're okay. Um, and then of course we have to go back to Hell's Kitchen, obviously, where Joey is being a little bit of a desperate baby again and calling yet again, trying to get a hold of Eddie. She's like, Why wouldn't you call me back? Like, I'm really scared something's happened to you um and uh and yeah jack and david are like oh he'll call don't worry and joey's like um can you actually just pay the bill so i can get the fuck out of here it was really funny and i did love that as soon as joey leaves david's like "Mm, yeah like he's never gonna call her back and jack jack's like oh wait what really i i thought that like are you sure we don't know that He's like, come on, how many people have we hooked up with and never called? And Jack's like, oh, well, you know, I went out a lot this summer and I was just like fucking all over the place. Um, (laughs) And he's like, you know what? If I was straight, people would like it um but this is where we get into like david being like oh like do you want a lecture and jack's like no and he's like okay we don't have to but this is very much what they've been hinting out of like jack yeah. is nervous to talk to david about how many guys he hooked up with over the summer because he doesn't want to be slut shamed as no one yeah. should be
4: i think that <clears throat> now i don't think that jack needs to give david an exact number i honestly think that as long as he's like yeah like i'm gonna get tested i you know was single this summer then i think that it's okay you don't have to give your partner a full rundown of your history
3: yeah yeah i think that like as long as you're being honest then that's totally fine um so joey is leaving with her super awful hat this hat is
4: what are you talking about i thought you were gonna love this hat because it's a freaking bucket hat
3: yeah, but it's not a cute bucket hat. It's no, like No,
4: bucket hats are cute. That's the There are cute bucket hats.
3: It's like brown and fluffy and it like It looks the
4: same as all the other bucket hats. No,
3: it doesn't. It's ugly. It's not as cute. It's not as cute. Um and as they're leaving, as she's leaving, of course there's freaking Harley again. And she's like, "Well, my father grounded me for a month, and so the best way to get back at him was to uh cut class again and come see you because you got me in trouble, yeah, dick. <laughs>
4: dick, yeah, Dick, yeah, yeah, Dick, yeah." So she's uh, she's dragging Harley around on a field trip, her own field trip, so to speak.
3: Yeah, fish talk uh, more at the aquarium. Um so they're meeting up again at lunchtime and th- it's like it's one o'clock now yeah and this is this is what Emma's here to see and it's they're feeding the fish so there's like guy dressed in a scuba outfit um it's gonna feed the fish and this is what Emma likes to see do you is this a big deal
4: well I mean I think that you get to see more fish I guess that's exciting but I, yeah like yeah yeah, it's it's exciting <laughs>
3: sarah don't sound so enthusiastic my gosh you're about to break the microphone with your enthusiasm (laughs) of the fish eating
4: i don't know like i don't i don't really care about the fish eating as long as they're eating yeah i guess it's exciting because you get to see more fish i guess so
3: i mean it's it's not as exciting as like what i thought it was going to be you know (laughs)
4: <laughs> what's the most exciting thing in an aquarium
3: i thought it was going to be like a one o'clock show of like the penguins and they were going to get to like pet penguins oh
4: yeah 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 yeah. right
3: yeah. that feels very exciting yeah i would
4: i would watch the penguins
3: thank you i know it's like okay you're just feeding fish like that seems like it could happen at any time not what's just
4: 1 a penguin or a puffin
3: are they not the same thing
4: no they're different oh i don't know then Puffins are very cute. They have, like, little... Oh, they have, like, the rounded
3: face and the little hair on top. Yeah. Probably a puffin is cuter. But what's cuter, a puffin or a flamingo, Sarah?
4: Flamingos.
3: No, I'll take the puffin. Mm -hmm. Sarah looks very upset by this news. Anyway, so um, let's see. What's even going on here? Again, no one really cares. Um, Let's see. uh, Emma's saying... (laughs) you know what why did you change your entire life like what the hell is going on um and like for him he wanted to be somebody else and this tracks I will say Sarah like as much as we hate this like numbers incorporated Pacey character it does track that he says like that's a part of growing up at uh, Pacey at 15 was a schmuck bad hair, haircut bad hawaiian shirts broke all the time d- dumb enough to be chasing after things he knew he was never going to get yeah um and uh and yeah like Uh, this is Emma is here as a reminder of like no 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 Pacey like even though you were broke we liked you that way like not that we liked you but we liked you when you were like chasing the dream when you were bit more of a dreamer when you were creative not this like business businessman numbers incorporated guy
4: yeah but like he he really is trying to just find himself I think like he was attracted to the money especially Mm -hmm. from somebody who didn't come from a ton of money I think that he thought that this was going to be a surefire way to gain respect from his friends, from his his family. family in particular. Yes. From Doug. Like I thought that he thought that this is like, if I am a guy that has this nine to five job and makes a good salary and wear this suit and grow this goatee, then people are actually going to think that I'm worth something and people are actually going to take me seriously And give me the credit that I and the affirmation that like I desperately seek yeah and it didn't happen which is even more frustrating because I don't know because like he really really tried like he really wanted people to give him this credit and it didn't happen for him yeah
3: I think this this is like okay as much as this episode is really like a nothing burger of whatever it is um This is very relatable because when, I don't care when you got your first job, but like when you did get your first job and you start making money, it's like, oh my gosh, this is the best. I want all the money because finally you're not relying on like your parents or your friends or whomever to pay for things for you. You could be like, you know what I want? I want this. I'm going to buy this, whatever that is. Like I want a snack. I'm going to go buy a snack. I want a, a gaming console, I'm going to go buy a gaming console. Like the world really is your oyster in that sense because you finally have independence in a way that you don't didn't have before you started making money. So like for someone as young as Pacey, like we have to remember, he's like what, like 19, uh, you know, he's very young yeah. mm-hmm. that getting a job and actually making good money and being able to provide for yourself in a way that you couldn't previously feel so grown up that it, you put, all of a sudden every that is what the most important thing is, is getting money and being able to support yourself. Um, And he kind of lost the I feel like this is just like a life lesson that people have to learn. Uh, And maybe people don't haven't even learned it yet. Like it could it took me until I was, you know, the past couple of years before I kind of dawned on me that like, but money isn't everything. Like there, there comes a point when your time and your mental health and your happiness it's is more important. so much
4: more valuable.
3: Yeah, than, than the money that you're going to get from a job that you hate. And while I think that Pacey didn't always hate this job, I think he appreciated the, like, grind and the hard work that he had to put in. But I think at this point, he's starting to feel that of, like, ugh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Like, I'm actually not really happy and, like, what was it all for if i'm like stuck working this this job that is grinding me down and like i'm losing my soul a bit yeah And so totally. i do just feel like he's learning a life lesson like much much earlier than a lot of the rest of us learned it um because he skipped that middle stage of life of like going to college he jumped right into adulthood and i really enjoy that the show is like okay but back up PC remember that that guy that you hated so much that you thought was a schmuck and wore these Hawaiian shirts and like was a little aimless in his life that guy still had uh, so many good qualities that it's not like you were a terrible person you know so
4: many I mean you know he really was he was caring he was loving and he was all these qualities that we did fall in love with but back then he had the worst self-confidence because everybody was just telling him that he was a nothing. Yeah. So then he tried to become a something and he still realized that he, people were calling him a nothing, which is when you have to realize that is their issue and not yours. That
3: is on them. And of course I will say like disclaimer, like all this is me saying all of this and like money still runs the world. You still need money to get by. You need money to live. Like, you know, like, We, I am very lucky in that I have options at this stage in my life. Not everybody is as blessed with options as I am, right? Like we all, the the worst part is it's capitalism exists and we all need money to live and we all need to be able to survive somehow. So I'm not shaming PC for like taking this job that allowed him to be able to like get an apartment and pay his rent and buy groceries and everything. It's just like, hopefully there's a balance that PC can find instead where he can still make money. But it doesn't have to come at the cost of him feeling like he's losing himself or like, you know, he's mentally unwell. You know, like, all of those things need to be balanced and weighed out as best as someone can while still trying to live, you know. Because obviously we can't all just, like, quit our jobs and then not have any income. Like, that's not
4: the realistic world we live in. Yeah, totally.
3: But I really liked this conversation. Like I said, I, I it was a good reminder of, like, who Pacey – was yeah. um, and so Emma says, Well, I think tomorrow you should come here at one wearing a Hawaiian shirt.
4: <laughs>
3: yeah, let's get it. it from
4: the storage units. We had plenty, yes, so um, many Hawaiian shirts back in the day. Mm-hmm. They probably all smell like mothballs, but yeah, okay. uh, they've been in storage for a while. What do you yes, think?
3: It's true. Um, so uh shave
4: the goatee as well
3: okay i would appreciate shaving the goatee and changing the haircut
4: for sure yeah all right i'm very interested to seeing if next episode we get old pacey back we'll see
3: um back at the helpline jen is taking her first real call um she's talking about how like oh like someone forming a meaningful relationship blah 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 blah, blah, blah. it's her first real caller and she hung up on her and cj says oh well someone probably just like walked in the room and she got embarrassed so she hung up and jen's like absolutely not no like i suck at this i don't want to do this like why couldn't it have been something else and she make the phone rings and she makes cj answer it and it turns out no like Someone did enter the room, and the girl did just hang up because she was embarrassed. And so CJ was was right. Um, but he says, you know what? Like, call me back, and we'll we'll talk through this. Like, don't worry about it. And this is what I don't get: of like, why were why are we giving CJ the like he was right storyline? Now I hate him.
4: I I don't know what they're doing with this character. I don't understand him. He's so confusing and nothing that I wanted him to be. Yeah. And I just don't understand why we're giving him air time.
3: I don't
4: either. So, yeah. So she, Jen kind of just feels crappy about herself because she couldn't do it and he did it. And, you know, they call her high, strong in front of her. It's just like, fuck you. I don't know. I hate it. I don't. I don't need this guy telling Jen that she's crappy. Also, I feel like Jen's hair looks good this episode.
3: It doesn't look bad. I will say no. It doesn't look bad. Um, you know, which is about as good as compliment you're gonna get I mean, <laughs> for Jen's Jen. Hair. Yeah. Um,
4: I do, and I think that she looks really pretty this episode yes. as well. Yeah. Very fresh. Yeah. Um, okay. So, <laughs> so Joey and Harley wind up at Eddie's apartment. And she rings the buzzer and is not getting anything. And these two are bickering. Why does Joey not see the giant for rent sign right next to the door buzzer? There is a giant for rent sign. Also, we need to just very, very quickly note Harley's hat. Oh, the it's hat. a doily hat. It's definitely a doily It's like it's the red doily hat. hat. It has the crochet holes in it. It's like an ugly little beanie. Also, for rent... In Boston, $500 a month. Get me there, please.
3: <laughs> Girl, this is in like the early odds. She's so stupid. It
4: literally has the unit number in it. If you just read Josephine Potter, you would know that Eddie's not there. You fucking dumbass. Yeah. No, but she
3: doesn't. She's like, you know what? We're checking in on him in person because the two phone calls he has not replied to. So, you know what? I need to, we need to just go bust in here. Um, and Harley tries to talk about sex with Joey. She's like, oh, did you sleep with him? Did you go all the way? It's like, and Joey's just like, "Um, you're not allowed to talk about that. You're 15. And I'm like, Joey, she's 15. She's absolutely 15. allowed to you talk should, about this. Well, I
4: mean, not, you don't have to talk about your sex life with her, but she can totally talk about sex at 15. Yeah, give me a break, Joey. Give me like, a just break, because Joey.
3: you weren't talking about sex at 15 doesn't mean other people exactly.
4: weren't. Exactly. Just because you fainted at the idea of intercourse at 15 doesn't <laughs> mean said that intercourse, <laughs> I <did say> intercourse. <laughs> so she they go into the apartment and joey's like shell-shocked because it's totally emptied out and harley's yeah. like oh is this like some weird prank that you're playing on me like harley's obviously, a fucking dumbass yeah. she's like obviously this is not his apartment you got the apartment number wrong it's like, do you think that Joey's that stupid? She got into Worthington, which is an Ivy League college. Like,
3: Yeah, Harley's on. a fucking dumbass. It's fine. Uh, and this is when we realized that, like, yeah, um, fucking Eddie moved out without telling Joey. And I'm like, is this the end of Oliver Hudson predictions? Does Oliver Hudson make a return? or is Oh, he has, to. Okay. he has to. Okay. I truly don't remember. I'm being honest. I do not remember if he every, comes back.
4: Yeah, well, every single time I'm like, oh, no, this must be done with the character. They come back so it's ridiculous
3: i mean who expected fucking harley to be here so exactly
4: i i am very like surprised that he just like i'm like a little worried about him to be honest with you like i would be worried about his health
3: okay predictions sarah is he just ghosting her or is there actually something i think
4: that there's something actually happening to be honest with you like i don't think that he's like disrespectful enough to just ghost her for nothing and then move out and run away like i'm kind of concerned about him and or his family's health well.
3: it's a little interesting to me that like okay cuz i feel like if he was just ghosting her then maybe it's like oh maybe it's a family thing but he full on moved like he full on moved yeah i would in, be in like, you know weeks
4: I mean, it's been a few weeks, yeah. I kind of, but seriously, like, what is he gonna do? He's like, "Oh, your friend crashed into your other friend's house. I'm going to break up with you and move state like that. Like it, you know, it doesn't like one plus one doesn't equal two. You yeah. know,
3: yeah, doesn't make sense. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so then we're back at Numbers Incorporated. And it's, it's Friday. In case you didn't know, it's very important. That's that we tell you that it's Friday. Need to know info. Yeah, it's Friday. We're at Numbers Incorporated. PC is wearing one of his old school Hawaiian shirts. This
4: one's so ugly.
3: It's very ugly. And also, I just feel like he would get in trouble for wearing this. Like... It's like, why wouldn't you bring a change of clothes or something? You know, like you look a little strange because he comes (laughs) in, he looks very 90s. It looks, it's very funny too because Joshua Jackson, obviously, we're six seasons in, you know, these these actors are probably like closer to 30 than they are to 20. And so Joshua Jackson is wearing like a long sleeve shirt with a Hawaiian shirt over it. And I'm like, he looks like he's trying to be so much younger than he yeah. actually is.
4: like, Hey kids, like I'm wearing your cool fashion. Yeah.
3: Hello fellow children.
4: <sighs> so yeah, he's wearing his Hawaiian shirt. He didn't gel his hair this morning, which I think his hair looks excellent in the scene.
3: It actually does. I it agree looks with so it.
4: good and he has like his little curly cue. I love,
3: love his curly cues.
4: I love it, but the the goatee stayed
3: um yeah, I wish do I wish that was chopped off? Yes.
4: but I'm covering his mouth and trying to remember what he used to look like.
3: Oh, let me try that. Oh yeah, okay. He looks good. I feel like the hair is still a little fluffy for me, but
4: no, I like his hair. Like you like fluff.
3: Um, I do. So he that
4: it when he cut it short. It was so bad.
3: Oh, apparently it's Casual Friday. So, but the Ren- Ronaldo is still in a suit and tie.
4: Yeah, everyone is in a tie. So basically, Ronaldo comes around and is like, I am questioning your uh, fashion taste. It is gross. Mm -hmm. And Pacey says, why don't we talk about it after lunch hour? I really have to get to the aquarium at noon.
3: Yeah, he doesn't say that, though, because Ronaldo is like, well, I know you were faking being sick. And so here's a fucking giant ass pile of work that you have to complete.
4: How does he know?
3: I mean, because Pacey was probably super fine before he left for lunch break and Ronaldo. Okay,
4: you could go, you can leave, eat, like, from the food cart outside and then get food poisoning within a span of 30 minutes.
3: I totally agree, but does Ronaldo not read as a as an a boss who would be like um even when you're sick you better be fucking here like oh yeah I had a boss seat. like that it's unhealthy it's if you're a boss it, like that you really need to reevaluate your fucking priorities so it's not
4: I way. had this like boss where like the night before I got food poisoning or something throwing up all night I like told my boss that and she said. go to the walgreens buy like anti-nausea and like come in if you need to like lay on the couch that's okay but like you need to be here to answer the phones
3: how about you Uh, fuck off that's fucked up did you go in
4: of course i did
3: oh my god awful 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 that's what sick days are for
4: i had i did not get sick days at that job
3: oh i can't even i'm so upset um So, uh, Ronaldo's like, well, we have a shit ton of work. And even if you're sick, there's still more work to complete. And Pacey's like, um, you know what? I know what your problem is. I'm like the best employee that you have. (laughs) So he's getting really cocky and he's just like, and Pacey says something that we all knew, which is all the money that Pacey makes a certain chunk of it goes to Ronaldo. So he like, you know, he wants more money. Um, And, uh, so yeah, so he gets, uh, he gets stuck and he's just like, you know what, here's your W2. I bet you get paid way more than you did when you were working at restaurants. Uh, and he's like, you know what, if you want to go back to the easy life by all means, but if you don't, then you have to work through your lunch. Uh, and so we get this, like, did you think he was going to go to the aquariums there? Did you think he was going to stay at numbers incorporated?
4: oh he was done
3: done where
4: like i thought that he was gonna be done with that numbers, numbers incorporated. incorporated yeah
3: yep but uh emma is hanging around the aquarium in her shitty ass page boy hat uh waiting for pacey to arrive there's another man who shows up in a <laughs> hawaiian shirt It's not pacey um
4: Oh, it kind of looks like fake Pacey. It
3: does look like fake Pacey. He doesn't have a goatee either.
4: Uh,
3: But she waits until 1.30 and then she leaves. And Pacey is nowhere to be found.
4: Well, I don't remember. I thought that he came. (laughs) (laughs) That's
3: how unmemorable this fucking episode is. I
4: thought that he came.
3: No, he doesn't show up.
4: Oh. Casey,
3: the fucking snooze fest.
4: Your corporate drone, or whatever, clone drone. I think it's I drone. Know. Yeah, uh, we are back at the helpline, and Jen is—I don't know—she's sulking.
3: She's sulking. She's waiting for the phones to ring, uh, and CJ is like, "Hey, I'm gonna go out to the coffee car," and Jen's like, "Absolutely not. I'll be here alone." I'm like, "How are there not?" There's not more than just like a single worker here at any time. This doesn't make any sense.
4: Well, you know, not a lot of people want to give help at the helpline.
3: No, Jen's hair does look good in the scene. I will say.
4: Yeah, Jen's um, really turning it around.
3: Yeah, but she's like, "Please don't leave me." But he, there he goes.
4: He Jen, leaves. It's time for you to be a grown up.
3: Yeah, and she picks up the phone. Uh, and you know what? She's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to help you. Good. You gotta try. Great." Great. Uh, Then we're at the health clinic, which was really not explained well at all this episode. And um, David, uh, sorry, Jack gets results that are good news. Yay. Um, We'll love to see it. And Jack asks, like, and I do like this, the honesty in their their relationship of of Jack asking, like, listen, everything I mentioned yesterday about all the hooking up I did uh, over the summer, did that change your opinion of me at all? um and i love david's response david's like i could tell from a mile away you were going to be sluttier than me come on give me <laughs> credit like look at you
4: you're so good looking come yeah you're on. hot you definitely pull in the guys mm-hmm. uh he but- says
3: you're no vigo which i'm pretty sure is like a reference to the lord of the rings guy isn't Who's it vigo vigo something or other vigo. vigo morgan something vigo i Vigo Mortensen.
4: Mortensen.
3: Vigo Mortensen. He was is that
4: David celebrity crush.
3: I mean, it's, it sounds like he's a huge Lord of the Rings fan. Oh, what a freaking dork! He's he's plays. Oh, Taylor, Taylor, don't listen to this. He plays Aragorn. That's what he plays.
4: Taylor does not listen to this. Good, because she'd be upset.
3: Anyway, he apparently loves Vigo, um, but they uh, they end up leaving, and uh, and this is when sarah they have their first kiss
4: that was b- a bad kiss that was a bad kiss it was very it was, it was very m- much
3: like peck your grandmother
4: kiss Peck your grandma i want them to have a better kiss i also think that there's probably tv restrictions because tv is gross
3: uh so. agree with that i did think it was cute i didn't think the way it happened was cute where, like, Jack is like, we're was, not going to talk about this.
4: It was natural. I think that's what it is. Like, it, it felt natural yes. for them to, like, have that kiss. But then they're like, wait a minute. Like, we're not there yet. <laughs>
3: like Well, I like – I really like it because um, it's not over the top. Like, a lot of, like, shows make – first kisses like very big and over the top yeah. and like momentous and a lot of times they're just like very simple and i like that this was a simple kiss but i do agree with you it was a little peckish but again yeah. it could be because they're like okay we can have two guys kiss on our show but they can't make out you know like it, that's probably what it was no, exactly. um but i agree with you but i did think it was like very cute right it was a very cute first kiss
4: yeah i'm excited to see um more kisses and mm-hmm. affection between the two of them because I really do like them together.
3: Yeah, they're great together. Um, Joey is back in class, and uh of course the professor, I like honestly, I wonder if the other students are like, God damn it, professor, pay attention to me. You're so focused on this one. You're so
4: it's me. very it's giving Feeny and Corey.
3: It is giving Feeney and Corey. Yes, it is exactly that. And so he, of course, asks about, like, some book or whatever the fuck. No one cares. Um, Basically, Joey says, like, um, that grief keeps happening over and over and over again. One minute they're there. The next minute they're gone. Um, And no one can ever explain to him what happens. And it's obvious she's thinking about Eddie in this moment. And just as she's about to leave, the professor's like, hey, here's 50 bucks. Like, I know you took care of my daughter. So here you go
4: yeah this was surprising so you're just gonna throw money at joey basically then they they come then out of nowhere joey is hired as a babysitter this is so stupid uh
3: 65 (laughs) dollars three times a week to help with her homework as well
4: what like why is joey babysitting the professor that is so mean to her i'm getting as far away from yeah here's here's
3: my here's what i think the show is trying to get us to get out of this i think the show wants us to think well joey thinks harley sees like herself and harley because she has a deadbeat dad and so joey wants to be there to
4: mentor her that's what i think okay sure
3: but like i think
4: it's a bunch of bullshit Uh yeah, I feel like I guess it's kind of it's kind of like the little brother, big brother program that Casey was doing with that. But it's not volunteer, you're getting paid little kid. But yeah, you're getting paid to do it. It's just like strange to me, only because it's like why like why like Harley's 15 years old. That's like so embarrassing for her to be babysat.
3: Agree. Like I feel like it's different if she's getting tutored, but that's not at all what they're doing here.
4: No, so wait. So sixty-five dollars a day, three times a day. Three times a week. Three times a week. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. Three sixty-five. Not a bad gig.
3: A, no, I mean, depending on how many hours. I guess.
4: Okay, but also that's one hundred and ninety-five dollars. Like, can't we just wind like round up to two hundred bucks a $200 week? Two hundred
3: dollars a week. That's a yeah. good deal. I mean, depending on how many hours, like a day, she's watching her. Yeah. Although right, Harley yeah. is a little fucking brat, so That's I don't know. a for Joey. Yeah. Have, did you ever do anything like this, Sarah? Like, you, I don't think you... Did you babysit? I can't remember if you... Yeah, babysat. babysat. Yeah.
4: I was a babysitter.
3: I never babysat in my life.
4: Babysitter's club. Yeah, I
3: had a babysitter's job. I feel like I would be terrible at it. They would be so annoyed. I'd be so annoyed. Oh my god. Just leave me alone. Yeah. You know?
4: Yeah. I mean, like, it was really annoying at times, but Sometimes it was really nice, and you got good snacks. Mm, love a good snack, yeah. Kids have good snacks. Um,
3: we're at the beach, and Dawson finds Todd with a surfboard. Um, and they, again, we're back to more unbelievable nonsense. Where apparently, so Dawson came to apologize and for stealing Todd's job, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, he said. Todd says no. They called me. They apologized, which I'm like, why the fuck would they apologize to Todd? But okay. Uh, And Todd says, no, I'm not doing anything. You're going to do it. Like you have to benefit from right place, right time. Like you're very talented. You know that. So you need to go do what you're going to be doing and you need to like actually do these reshoots.
4: So they're saying that they didn't go behind Todd's back and hire Dawson. They called Todd, tried to get Todd back and Todd said, fuck it. Like give it to Dawson.
3: I guess so. Like, again, it's not super clear to me exactly what happened. Um, But Todd basically is saying, like, you're better than me. I want you to finish out my job. And also, I can't wait. You need to tell me all about how Natasha looks the moment that uh, you're her new director. I mean, this is all very silly. It doesn't track to me. I know Todd has a soft spot for Dawson. Like, that has been made abundantly clear to us. It does not track to me that he's, like, he's going to give up all this stuff for Dawson, though. He's a very self-interested character.
4: which makes me think that like if todd still gets paid an x amount of dollars and doesn't have to do these stupid reshoots
3: i guess but i feel like he would be paid less but what do i know i don't know so that's our episode that was honestly pretty boring the only the only bright spot i would say is like the pc stuff that like you know being reminded that like there was a different Pacey before this yeah
4: I, d- I guess I did like the Pacey stuff but I kind of liked it better when in my head canon he decided to quit Numbers Incorporated which actually did I mean I would
3: have liked that better too but that's unfortunately May- well maybe
4: we're, we're like an episode away that's probably gonna happen next episode
3: well do you want to know what the next episode's title is yeah
4: what's the next episode's title season
3: 6 episode 12 all the right moves
4: oh 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 it's not that- a um that's another song but i I think that that's by one republic all the right moves but all the right places you know that song we're we're going down yeah yeah you know that song
3: uh yes i do of course i do
4: okay but did that come out Oh, apparently it's also a
3: 1983 sports drama movie Mm. so maybe it has to do with that
4: I have no clue.
3: Anyway, um, that's next episode's title. Are we ready to get in some feedback? We actually got a fair bit of feedback for an episode that I would consider to be meh at best.
4: Well, Okay, so maybe they'll tell us that we're wrong.
3: Maybe. First up is DBK. Let's see what DBK has to say about this episode.
4: What up, though, ladies? Okay,
5: first off, I don't really get this. The first scene between Dawson and Natasha. Dawson seems to be like in good spirits and is like treating Natasha nice and she's just coming at him with all this attitude for some reason, even though they like just broke up and they broke up like civilly, like on good terms, it seemed like. So I thought that was weird. And then I'm not sure what's going on with Jen this episode. Like, I like that we're getting her some screen time and stuff but like like what's going on with her exactly I'm not really sure and then we get Heston's daughter's back yay um Jack and David show up for a little bit and they're getting tested I think and then we get the cameo of the breakfast club's principal that's like Dawson's boss And, yeah, and we had the days of the week in this episode for some reason. I'm not really sure why we did that, but okay. And uh, let it not be said that Dawson isn't a good friend, because if you call him, he will show up, because that's what he did for Audrey. So, like, I appreciated that, Dawson. Anyways, I don't know what else to say about this episode. Till next week, ladies. Peace.
4: Okay, so that was driving me crazy because I definitely recognized the executive guy, but I couldn't place It did him. not
3: even dawn on me. Thank you, DBK, because you are so right. That is him.
4: Yeah, I was like, I know that guy. How do I know that guy? Oh,
3: that's and so much yeah. better. Okay, well, at least we weren't the only ones who were a bit like, no. meh.
4: Yeah, you know. DBK seems to be on the same page with us about, like, yeah. why. I guess that's it. Just why.
3: Yeah. Um, We also got feedback from Moni. I believe that's how you pronounce your name, but please let me know if I'm definitely not pronouncing that correctly. So, Um, They said, hi, guys. Long time no email. I've been watching along with you guys for a while but got busy with college. Oh, look at you. Now that I'm on break, I thought I'd give my opinion on this episode. I want to start off by saying this episode was kind of mid. I'm not going to lie. Oh, well, good. Okay, we're on the same point uh, there. Uh, I mean, we start off with Dawson and Natasha, which I mean, whatever. I personally wasn't was never a fan of her character. though so I will say Dawson was a bit ridiculous for ever thinking they were actually a couple. And I can't wait for y'all to see her reaction to Dawson being the new director. That, we got something to look forward to next week. Uh, I don't want to hear any more about Joey's annoying professor and his baby kid. I mean, I like that we got to see Joey be actually nice and concerned for once this season. And I mean, mm-hmm. BB kid, B-E-A, B-E-A, is that something? Baby? Is that like some kind of lingo that I don't know? Wait,
4: what? Okay, let me look at the email.
3: Okay, uh, it's Bay Bay Kid. And it's like all, it's in caps for both B's and Bay. I'm, it might be kids lingo. I'm so sorry, Moni, if you're like all hip with the lingo and I have no idea what's going on. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, actually, nice and concerned for once a season. The Bay Bay Kid was right. Joey does need to shape up, but I think we could have used this time better. Totally agree with that. Um, uh, I hated Jack's behavior in this episode. This is interesting. He really needs to get out of this mentality of, but if I was a straight dude because of that internalized homophobia is not mm-hmm. cute, and I can't mm-hmm. imagine how he would fare in today's world where queer culture is so prominent. I mean, I think the answer is like he would be very different if he was written today, like he was written for the time period, so I feel like it makes sense that he would be very down on himself because of that um and uh uh what else did they say um a jackass is still a jackass and i don't like how he kisses david to shut him up no bueno behavior once again mm-hmm. oh we totally interpreted that different i used i saw it as like uh okay we're not going to talk about this anymore quick little kiss but they read it differently
4: i i i mean it's totally possible but yeah i i think that i'm in this like haze of like they're really actually developing feelings for one another so i same
3: i I think i'm just so happy for jack that he finally has a decent partner that i'm like overlooking some of these other things
4: yeah i i just like really want to look at it differently and be like they're falling in love and jack is not gonna mess this up in one to three episodes so
3: yeah um okay uh, i love how dawson handled the whole situation with todd and that however unrealistic it is <laughs> also unpopular opinion aside from the remark he made last episode i think todd is such a fun character and i like his accent i mean we we all do we all like his accent uh i think that we gave jen some screen t- or i like that we gave jen screen time however i'm not feeling her in cj like let's not continue this because he made clear he doesn't like her and it would be so weird if we went back on that I thousand percent agree with that statement. Like I if they really unwind it, Sarah, and have CJ and Jen get together, I'm going to mm-hmm. be not happy about that.
4: Mm, yeah, that would be really irritating.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, as for Audrey, yeah, we still have 10 plus episodes left to unravel that dilemma. And personally, I don't think Joey's a bad friend. I just think they were never as close as some people claim. Yeah, <gasps> Interesting. I viewed them as like, like. Joey finally had a friend that was a girl that like she actually got along with, and I felt like the fact that they were such opposites really did have them cement a really strong friendship last season.
4: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh,
3: I just don't think. Oh, sorry. I liked PC and Emma plot. PC reflecting on Doug's harsh judgment and looking at what he wants in life. That's true. Actually, I we didn't even point out that like he just had this like really. Deep conversation with Dougie about who he used to be last episode, and I'm sure yeah. that's why he's thinking those things. Oh yeah, now.
4: totally, totally. You know, uh,
3: and she said, or they said, "Hope you have a good week, guys. Thank you so much, Boni. We love hearing from people." Um, so I
4: do have the baby kid reference. So, oh yeah, what is it? Please okay, tell so. One prominent fictional baby was featured in the 1992 animated film Bebe's kids based on the comedian Robin Harris's stand up act about a group of badly behaved kids at an amusement park. Thanks to the act and the film, the term baby kids have become a shorthand for misbehaving children, sometimes used humorously amongst black persons or offensively to stereotype black children
3: interesting Very i've never interesting. heard that term before yeah
4: thank you i really appreciate that reference that mm-hmm. you know the um, more you know the more you know. she is a misbehaved child so definitely totally yes
3: um we also heard from miriam uh hi Justin, and sarah when i saw this episode title immediately knew uh what title was about as i work in film and television <gasps> oh we have an irl dawson in our lives in our <laughs> Uh um jess is correct on the term day out of days we use it on every production and it's a great handy tool to know which actors are working on what particular day and which total amount of days that actor will be working for the shoot after Mm -hmm. watching this episode i kind of understood why they went with day out of days as the title for this episode i also want to mention the episode from the last season the abbey which is another film term (gasps) oh oh is it abbey name after uh, name after Abby Singer is the penultimate shot the second shot of the day oh so my gosh the second to last shot of the day that episode was the second last episode of season five it was funny how Sarah's prediction for that episode was Abby Morgan coming back but I yelled back no it means it's the second to last episode but of course this is just a podcast and you can't hear me Uh, We want to hear you, though. I know. I would love to hear what people yell at their podcast when we're talking to them. You people are stupid. (laughs) You know nothing. All boobs, no brains. Uh, Anyways, it's pretty cool to watch Dawson working on a film set using all the terminology we use on our sets. I know if I had watched these episodes 10 years ago, I probably wouldn't understand the terminologies they were saying. Miriam, if you have, like, literally any, like, behind-the-scenes fun tidbits that, like, we're missing or, like, any other – Like, I want to know from you, Miriam, is what happened to Dawson, like, at all realistic? I mean, you work in the industry. I'm really curious if you can provide any, like, behind the scene type tidbits that like we're missing could this
4: be possible yeah and like probably not
3: and also like i want i just want your opinion on dawson as like a film being that he's like this like filmmaker he wants to be a filmmaker and what Mm -hmm. you think of that
4: also do you ever go by the nickname midge because i love i'm like really into the name midge right now which is a nickname of miriam so let uh, us know, Miriam. Let us know all these things. I because... will say they
3: signed the email Miriam. So okay. if they do go by Midge, it's not how they're signing off on the
4: email. But I love I love that Midge name. Midge is right very now.
3: cute. Midge is cute.
4: Midge is very is, cute. Isn't
3: Midge from Marvelous is Mrs. Maisel? Yeah, yeah is that's
4: she? probably where I'm like I was obsessing say, over. I feel like there's a mention there. It's so cute, but her name is Miriam. That's why I'm asking. Oh, okay. Like her full name is Miriam, but she goes by So
3: Midge. let us know, Miriam. And also thank you for writing in. Um, we also heard from Joy, who said this episode is fairly meh to me. Okay, great. Yeah. We're not okay.
4: Everyone's in the meh mood.
3: Yeah. Uh, I do like the insight we get into Pacey. He's still in there, the Pacey we know and love underneath the stockbroker facade. But again, the self worth and financial security that he's getting from that job is making him willing to stay. At least this means that the kiss that Emma and Pacey shared was just a fluke and won't be anything that would be too ridiculous. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm so happy that Joy read this the exact same way we did. Of like, you know what? The other Pacey is still there. It's still possible. Um, Let's see. Love Jen. She's amazing in the little time we have with her. CJ is okay, I guess. But he still sucks. <laughs> I love the through line we get of Jack and David and the progression of their relationship. I could do with more of that and less of Harley and Professor Hudson. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as always, Todd is delightful, which is very confusing because he's also terrible. <laughs> uh I like that Dawson gets this chance to direct the reshoots good for him and his moment with Audrey is nice here's hoping Audrey gets some help I wish they handled her storyline better more like how they handled Andy's mental health storyline yeah, oh totally. my god yes yes yeah. yes and yes
4: that was very well done but also we had Kevin Williamson back then who exactly was a huge advocate for mental health issues so
3: yeah I feel like they really just wanted to ramp up the drama with Audrey and then like really side sweep under the rug Audrey's yeah. like the fallout of it yeah um uh, fuck Eddie he goes to Joey after they slept together and just up and left my heart broke for Joey in this moment she didn't deserve that up to this point I was okay with Eddie he's no Pacey but he's alright for the time being but now he's dead to me uh, till next time bye um yeah like I, I guess it's just so strange to me that like I, ho- I mean I hope we get an explanation on where the fuck Eddie went
4: yeah we have to
3: they can't just leave us hanging like that right Uh, yeah
4: no of course not
3: much but i mostly care because oliver hudson not because of eddie you know
4: sure no it's definitely not the last time we're gonna see eddie Um, we got all these other stupid fucks why wouldn't we get eddie back
3: uh that is all the feedback we have um thank you everyone who sent it in you can send in more shit90spod.com if you want to send us in a voicemail or we also have like a little messaging system in there we also have a spot you can make suggestions for stuff you want us to cover which we do really we read and we take into consideration and we love hearing from you all you know what else sarah we should ask people because we we try to do these like cutesy themed months occasionally right like this month is just missed it june yeah. Um, if you have like a theme idea, also oh. send that in, oh, right? Yeah. I feel like that's a good call. To- I mean, our listeners are very creative and smart, so I feel like you'll be able to provide us with some ideas. Yeah, that'd um, be great. of course, we would credit you. Obviously, we're not assholes. So put in your suggestions if you want to email us, shenanispod at gmail.com. We are on Twitter, we are on Instagram at of course. Um, Sarah, you have stuff going on. What do you want to plug for the peeps?
1: To listen Yeah, to? for a piece,
4: of art, um, Adam and I are covering two shows. We are covering "How I Met Your Father." It came back. Um, we had a very fun first episode back, and then in addition to that, we are also covering the show "Platonic." It's new. It's on Apple TV. It's with Seth Rogen and Rose Burton. Um, we're really having a great time on it. So check that out on Post Recaps. And then um, as we were talking about I just missed it, June, we have a poll up that is running for another few days where, um, you know, the theme is movies that are just before the 90s and just after the 90s. So we have four options on the poll right now. Miscongeniality, bring it on, Heathers and Troop Beverly Hills, bring it on is unsurprisingly winning at the moment. Um, and in terms of our other poll that's going right now, who's more dramatic? That's up for another four more days, but currently I am being uh voted as the most dramatic in a 73.7 to a 26.3 vote. So I'll take it. I feel like that tracks. Tracks, I'll take it. I'm happy with that.
3: Um, go check out the Platonic podcast. I was actually listening to it before we hopped. Oh, on give
4: me your review. Morning.
3: I mean, I love it. I uh, you called me out for oh, you because you gave me a compliment like first thing in the morning or something like that, and I just yeah. responded with hi.
4: Yeah, you did not.
3: It's <laughs> about a right for our relationship But I will say I do think I'm more sentimental Than people give me credit for I, at agree. Times. I agree Because I did I did send you a, I saw like a little meme That made me think of you oh, And I sent you. it to you And I, I do want to like Put it out there For all the listeners too Because I think it's like An important thing to Like remember I'm not someone Who's necessarily like this But if you are If you are like Sarah If you give and you give and you give And you like don't ask for You don't ask in return A lot of the time I saw this thing that like, is something maybe people need to hear. If you're a giver, learn your limits because takers don't have any. Yeah, and I thought that was so like smart that like, that's true. If someone is a taker and they take and take and take, they're going to take everything that you have to give yeah. and just like know your limits and know, like take care of yourself too, you know? Yeah.
4: Thank you. I needed, I need to hear that. And they needed, you know, in life to be reminded of that. So I appreciate yeah. that.
3: Um, but anyway, go check out the Platonic podcast because it's very, very funny. And honestly, the show is really good. It's, it's really very funny. Good. So yeah. check it out. It's on Apple TV. Um, and it just started. There's only a few episodes out. So go check it out. It's very, very fun. Um, you could find me at the Jess Sterling on Twitter and uh, Twitch.tv slash the Jess Sterling. I've been streaming some games lately. I streamed Unpacking, which is like a very relaxing gamer. I think you would like Sarah, honestly, because you just like yeah. unpack at a room at a time and you follow this person's life and their journey of like different places they move into. And it kind of tells a story in a very passive way. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and then next time I'm going to be playing Last of Us 2. Very different vibes, but <laughs> that's coming up. Uh, And then I just finished up succession and yellow jackets coverage, but the succession coverage isn't over yet. We're going to be doing some character rankings as well as episode rankings. Um, So if you want to check all of that out, it's happening at pusher recaps and um, I'm actually doing another podcast very soon with um, grace leader where we're going to be talking about the show, uh, a new show from Peacock called based on a true story. Um, If you are a true crime girly, and you love true crime. I feel like this show will really hit you in the right spot. It has Kaylee Kawoko, and I really love her. I feel like she's very relatable. She always tends to play like these little bit of like offbeat characters who can't seem to get their lives together. Um, and basically, the show premise is like she's obsessed with true crime podcasts, <laughs> and she like her and her husband. Um, there's like a serial killer on the loose in their neighborhood. Um, and it's very, very funny. I've only watched one episode so far, but Grace and I are going to be podcasting about that. The whole show drops on June 8th on Peacock. So if you want to check out that podcast, we're only doing a few. We're doing like, because it's a binge, we're doing like a pilot one. We're going to do another one, which is full spoilers. Um, so check out that show and, I think that's everything I have. But we'll be back next week with uh, All the Right Moves, Season 6, Episode 12. Don't forget to vote in the poll for Just Missed It June.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Hold on. Should we tell them that I think that we're going to be recording together next week?
3: Oh, yes. We're going to be recording together uh, in person next so week. So that would be fun. It's going to be very The fun. vibes are,
4: like, very different. Like it's The vibes are different. The vibes are person. different when you record in person. It's just a lot of fun.
3: I'm so excited. So, That'll be really fun. Sarah gets to go to my plant nursery that I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's going to be taking home my little propagated
4: pothos that she I potted had- yesterday. Yay. I have seven days to feel better. So. Yes.
3: you, I, I believe in you. You could do it. I better. believe
4: in myself. I'm going to. Get some medicine and me. some vitamin
3: C, um, yeah,
4: yeah. Very rundown, so <laughs> very rundown, very um, rundown.
3: But thank you all for listening. We will talk to you all next week for another episode of Dawson's Creek. Until then, everyone, goodbye.